Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to Nectar, Sex, and Soul. I'm your host, Soraya Leonora, and I'm a holistic sex and relationship coach. This is a chance for us to get intimate, to reach far into the mystical, magical, erotic, tender, inspiring, vital, primordial depths of what it is to be human, what it is to express and inhabit these amazing bodies fully, and what it is to make love to the divine in everything we do. We'll be penetrating deeply into the nectar of what it is to be alive and turned on by life, how to transmute pain and hardship into pleasure and medicine, how to embody the union of polarities, including sex and spirit, and how to love every piece of ourselves wholeheartedly. This is a space where we don't just talk about the act of sex, but rather how sexual energy permeates every area of our lives as the seed of creation and the source from which we all came. Exploring sexuality in this way not only takes our sex lives to the next level, but is a catalyst for a life that turns us on in each and every moment, not just in the bedroom. Within you stirs a sexual vitality that is capable of so much more than you could possibly imagine. This is what we explore on Nectar, Sex, and Soul. Thanks for coming to play. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of Nectar, Sex, and Soul. I'm Soraya Leonara, and and I am so excited about today's topic because it's one of my favorite topics. It's something that I've worked with so intimately in my own life, that I work with so intimately with my clients, and I really feel that rewiring our understanding around sexual dysfunctions can completely transform our experience of sexuality. And I have a little bit of a scratchy throat today, a bit of congestion going on. It's been pretty smoky here in Colorado the past couple days, so bear with me. But I really wanted to record this episode today because I'm super inspired about it and super excited to share. So thank you for being here. And why don't we start by all taking a deep breath together, all the way down into the belly. (sighs) So I want to take a moment and ask you to reflect on how many times you've been frustrated with your body or your cock or your pussy for not doing what you wanted it to do in the moment. So this could be sexually or otherwise, just any time that you've been frustrated with your body's performance or a part of your performance or the way that it's responding, the way that it's showing up, just any time you've been frustrated with your body. This is what I want to work with rewiring today. Because the body has its own language that most people don't understand and are missing out on a huge wealth of wisdom that could be changing our lives if we knew how to listen to our bodies and what these symptoms or these frustrating things actually mean. So we're going to be diving more specifically into the realm of sexual dysfunctions today. And I want to start by saying I really don't like the term sexual dysfunction because it implies that something is wrong or isn't working. And this usually isn't the case. So usually sexual struggles are symptoms of a deeper misalignment and are a reflection of how energy is flowing or not in the rest of your life. 
They're not isolated to the bedroom, but rather are integrated into the whole of our lives. So if you're familiar with my work, if you've been listening to this podcast, you hear me say all the time that sex is not something that can be isolated as the act, as something that happens between the sheets, behind closed doors, in the bedroom, isolated from the rest of our lives. It is the energy that we are made out of. It's how we got here in these bodies. It's our vitality, our life force. And so if we are experiencing some sort of struggle in the bedroom, it's very often connected to some other piece of our life. I don't know if I've ever actually seen it be something that is actually separate. So I call this holistic sex and relationship coaching because we are looking at our lives as a whole and recognizing that our sexuality is pulsing through every single element of our lives and the other areas of our life permeate into our sexual expression as well. So our bodies are a map of the unconscious. They are a doorway to all the unconscious processes within us that we can't access through our conscious mind. So this is a huge foundation of the work that I do with clients is being able to work with the body as a map of the unconscious to see where energy is stuck, to see what kinds of blockages are playing out behind the scenes, and also to see what's out of balance in our lives. Your yoni, if you have one, is an oracle of the unseen, a literal and metaphysical portal to the void. So for those of you who don't know, yoni is the Sanskrit term for the entire female genitals and reproductive system. So it includes the vagina, the vulva, the womb, the whole system, and it means sacred space and source of life. Your cock is a pillar of consciousness and awareness. So the Sanskrit term for penis is lingam, and it means wand of light. So I love these terms because they really encompass the brilliance, the intelligence, the divinity of our sex organs with such a deep reverence. And when we look at them through this lens, it's really helpful to see that they are deeply tuned in. They carry an ancient wisdom that we can actually work with as a compass to guide us home to greater wholeness when we know how to listen to them rather than getting frustrated or annoyed with them for not working in the way we think they're supposed to. The wisdom of the body is so potent and it's often expressed in a way that we don't understand and instead get frustrated with when really we just don't understand the language. We don't know how to listen. So if sex isn't working for some reason or another, we need to ask what's out of alignment internally in our relationship and in our lives Or what is needed, we can tune in with our bodies and ask what's needed to be able to show up to sex in a way that feels authentic and supported. Sometimes the body is expressing a need and when we tune in and ask and we listen, we can get clear on what that is. So in the same way that pain and illness are messengers alerting us that something's out of balance or needs attention, sexual dysfunctions serve to bring awareness to something deeper going on if we know how to read the signs. Learning to listen to the oracle of the body can reveal where healing and integration are needed. So if you listened to the very first episode where I talk about the path of Dharma that led me to this work and I discuss my own journey with 
losing my libido and experiencing pain during sex and getting chronically ill, that journey set me up to be able to really work with my body as a barometer, as a mirror that shows me where I'm living out of balance because oftentimes my symptoms flare up a lot worse if I'm grinding too hard, if I'm pushing myself in a way that's going to lead to burnout, and my body is always indicating to me when I'm out of balance. So anytime sex isn't working in the way that we want it to, it's an opportunity to look deeper. I am a huge believer that our greatest obstacles are pathways to our most potent breakthroughs and to some of the deepest medicine that we carry. They push us to look deeper than we would otherwise. If we didn't have a reason to dig into them, we might never go so deep into that arena. So having these issues with my sexuality and my body was what invited me, inspired me, urged me out of necessity to look much more deeply into sexuality and what that looks like in a bigger holistic context. And so that led me to the work I do. So you can see how sometimes that deepest wound is the path of initiation that we must go through to access the greatest gifts we're here to offer. And if we choose to move through the challenge with an open mind and courage, there are always hidden gems buried beneath. So if our body is not responding in a way that allows us to sexually connect in the way we desire, and I want to emphasize in the way we desire, because there's also a lot of room for getting curious around, okay, the body is not showing up to connect in this way. Do I have to call the party off? Do I have to feel like it's ruined? Do I have to get upset about it? Or can I get curious about how else I can sexually connect? Can I think outside the box and get creative and see what other forms of intimacy and physical connection are available to us in this moment? And so I talked about this a lot in the last episode about overcoming performance anxiety. So if you didn't catch that one, definitely go back and listen to that one. But if our body is not responding in the way that allows us to sexually connect in the way we desire, it doesn't necessarily mean something is wrong with us. More often than not, the wisdom of the body, the wisdom of our cock, the wisdom of our pussy is having our back by working exactly how they're supposed to. Take a minute to breathe deeply into the body and just let that sink in. Just taking a moment for your body to feel it's off the hook and that this is the moment that you're beginning to listen. So it's essential that we respond in reverence rather than mistaking the body's communication as an annoyance or an inconvenience. Like I said, the body is a window to the unconscious mind, and it's highly perceptive to blockages our conscious mind is likely unaware of. Physical reality is the densest layer of existence, so things often manifest here last. So the body, when it's expressing, is often communicating something that is multi-layered, something that's been going on in our emotional, mental, energetic, spiritual body that has finally reached the physical body and the body is communicating that there is this deeper imbalance going on. 
So I would say 95% of the sexual issues people come to me with are not purely a physical problem, though I'm not really sure anything is. I really believe, like I just said, that things start in these other layers and then make their way to the physical. Again, I don't think the physical is ever just isolated and that something is just a physical problem. I really feel it's always connected to stuck energy, stuck chi somewhere else. And I don't say that at all in a way that we are to blame for any of the physical illnesses or problems that ail us. It's more just looking at this as an energetic awareness of how certain patterns or traumas can get stored in the body and then overflow into a physical problem. So there are some medical issues that can play into all of this, which I still think are rooted more deeply in lifestyle, emotions, trauma, ancestral memory, etc. And I'll get into that more in a bit. I will address some of the medical issues that can play into this. But Usually, even when there is a physical problem disrupting our sexual expression, it's still often a more deeply set physical manifestation of a long-term imbalance. So I'm going to break down just a few examples of energetic blockages that can manifest physically so that if you don't know what I'm talking about, you have a tangible example. And there are a couple of really great resources if you want to go deeper into this. Two of my favorites are Anatomy of the Spirit by Carolyn Miss and Wheels of Life by Anadia Judith. They both get deeply into the chakra system as a map that connects all of our bodies, our physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, energetic bodies, and helps us to trace where stuck energy is manifesting as physical problems. So for example, having a closed heart can result in heart attacks eventually over time. If you're somebody that's stuffing your emotions down, the pressure of that in the chest and also stress can obviously play into that. But just having a closed heart, not being able to express, not being able to open your heart, this kind of thing can lead to heart attacks. Not speaking our truth can lead to a sore throat, a lump in our throat, losing our voice. I've definitely had this happen to me a lot before I was so vocal in the work that I'm here to share and the truth that I'm here to speak. One that a lot of people can probably relate to is anxiety can lead to stomach aches and digestive issues. If we're unable to digest things emotionally and energetically, it can often be reflected in our physical digestion. So everything is deeply interconnected. And now I'm going to get into breaking down various different types of quote-unquote sexual dysfunctions, and I'm going to express all the different things that can play into that. So I'm going to get into all different kinds of problems and struggles that we can be having in the bedroom and with our sexual energy in general. And I'm going to be addressing these very holistically where we are discussing the root of these problems rather than trying to slap a band-aid on them. So the vast majority of doctors have no idea what to do about various sexual issues besides try to prescribe a medication that is often just a band-aid masking the symptom and not addressing the root. I can't tell you how many clients I've had come to me where their doctor just tried giving them some sort of medication, didn't know how to navigate the issue, had no idea how to approach it holistically, and it didn't resolve the problem because if we don't get something by the root, it persists. 
So I'm a huge fan of addressing health issues holistically as well. In my journey with chronic illness, it's the holistic approach that has helped me restore vitality and health and balance to my system. Using some sort of band-aid approach has never fixed anything for me. So we're going to be addressing the root of everything today and how we can resolve these struggles holistically rather than just masking them. And I want to say very importantly, the first step in addressing these is to really try to release shame and judgment and instead get curious and open a dialogue with the body. So again, the body is not broken. It's not doing something wrong. It's just communicating. So instead of getting embarrassed or being frustrated, let's enter these topics with a place of curiosity and an open mind. And even if you don't struggle with some of the sexual challenges I'm going to be addressing, I encourage you to still listen to all of them so that you can be in a deeper place of understanding and compassion and support if your current or your future lover happens to experience any of these challenges. It's really helpful to understand what they can mean on a deeper level and how we can best show up to support each other. So first I'll just speak to if you're struggling to connect sexually with a lover in any way, and I'm going to break down more specifics of how that could manifest, but when there is a struggle to connect sexually with a lover, it can often stem from a deeper layer of disconnection, either emotionally or communication-wise, some sort of conflict that needs to be resolved in the relationship, some lack of trust. There's all kinds of things that can play into that. Or it could be a lack of presence and receptivity. It could be that your polarity is stifled, and this is a whole topic on its own. I will offer future episodes around polarity, but if our polarity is off, we can't generate energy with somebody. We can be in this kind of stagnant place where we can be in a situation where if we are both trying to maintain the same role, if we're both trying to be yang or both trying to be yin, we're either going to be butting heads or there's going to be no energy generated. It can also be connected to a lack of communication with yourself, being disembodied, not connected to your body, being too much in your head, or being burned out and low on vitality, which I'll get to that more as well. So usually if people are like, no, everything else in our relationship is great, we're just struggling sexually, then we want to look at what's going on within ourselves, our vitality, are we in our bodies, and we want to look at the polarity dynamic. Okay, so let's get into erectile dysfunction as it's commonly known, or rather just not being able to get hard or not being able to stay hard super common problem that can be connected to all kinds of different root issues. One of the things that can happen is if a man feels unstable in some way, if he's financially unstable, if there's a lack of safety, security, stability, especially in the realm of resource, especially in feeling grounded in his body, safe in his environment, the wisdom of the cock can come in and say, hey, we're actually not going to get hard and risk reproducing right now because we're not in a position to create another life. So ED, issues with erection, is very often connected to the root chakra. The root is all about feelings of safety and the body and trust. So trust is a piece of it too. He needs to feel safe physically 
So, you know, that there's not a tiger that's going to come eat him while he's in this intimate place of having sex. But also he needs to trust his partner. And for some men, this is going to be a lot more important than for others. For some men, it's going to be very base level trust of I know that this lover is not going to kill me while we're having sex. For others, it's I I need an actual legitimate deeper trust with this person. So that's another thing that can come in is sometimes there can be a lack of trust, which causes a lack of erection or a weaker erection. It can also be a resistance to sharing intimacy with your lover for whatever reason. There can be all kinds of reasons for that. This lack of trust can also be a lack of trust in yourself in some way. So archetypally, the masculine often has a big fear of being swallowed whole by the feminine. And this even manifests physically, literally, anatomically in our genitals, the the geometric design of them, a man can get lost in whatever he is penetrating. And so part of erectile strength, from my perspective, is being able to maintain connection with yourself, being able to stay rooted in yourself and trust yourself and stand strong in that masculine pillar of light, awareness, consciousness, integrity within you and be able to hold that in the presence of your sexual energy, to be able to navigate your sexual energy from a grounded, centered place. And if you can't trust yourself to do that, if you're worried about getting swallowed whole by the feminine, losing yourself in the feminine, losing yourself in your lover, not just in sex, but elsewhere in life, your erection can reflect that. So when I say getting lost in the feminine, there's multiple different ways this can happen. It can be losing yourself in relationship, going into people-pleasing, abandoning yourself for the sake of your lover, feeling like you're able to be easily manipulated or like you are at the effect of your sexual energy rather than feeling like you are in a place of choice in how you navigate your sexual energy. So a lot of men can end up feeling at the effect of their sexual energy in a way that causes them to abandon their values or to slip out of integrity. There can also be the fear of not being able to please a lover and not trusting in yourself in that way, not trusting that you can stay present and in deep connection with your own sexual energy while trying to please a lover and being in the presence of their sexual energy. So any of these are ways that the masculine can feel afraid of losing himself in the feminine. So if you feel really strong and centered in yourself, it's likely that that's going to translate into a strong centered erection as well. I will also say that porn is very often a huge factor in not being able to get or stay hard or having weak erections. I will definitely do some deep dives on the influence of porn. It's a topic I feel very strongly about. I have a lot of experience working with men and helping them overcome porn addiction to regain their sexual vitality, their stamina, their arousal. Porn can truly have so many detrimental effects on your erection strength, your ability to get aroused, your stamina, your ability to stay present. 
it's it's truly a whole other episode, so I won't get into it too deeply here. But what I will say is you can get very desensitized by porn. You can have a difficult time getting turned on by a real person or staying present. And your your sensitivity can also be pretty fried. And so if you have weak erections or you have a hard time getting or staying hard and you watch porn, I'm going to strongly suggest that you try to step away from that. It can take up to nine months of abstaining from porn for erectile strength to come back fully. So it's it's really no joke. And if that's something that you need support in, my class Vital Confidence goes into that a lot. There can also be a resistance to getting hard if you are low on vitality. So not just low on physical resource, on finances, but even low on vitality of the body knowing, hey, we're not in a place to reproduce right now. Or if you've spent most of your life ejaculating a ton, letting go of your seed, which is your life force, as you get older, the body can start to want to withhold that life force because it's precious, vital energy. And the body can say, I actually don't want to let go of this energy right now, so we're not going to go there. Another topic that's going to be multiple episodes is another thing that I love going into is learning the art of non-ejaculatory orgasm. So you really can have your cake and eat it too. You can have orgasms without ejaculating, without losing your seed, without going into a place of exhaustion. That is 100% possible. I also have another course on that called Multi-Orgasmic Vitality for Men. But this is speaking to our vitality. So later in life... Men are not meant to be letting go of that seed so often because they need that energy. It's so connected to your vitality. So important for your overall health. And this is an important thing to be tracking within your younger years, not just when you get older, because then you won't have to spend your younger years depleting your chi and have to deal with the effects of that when you get older. Plus, Learning to work with your sexual energy in this way, learning to orgasm without ejaculation is going to improve stamina and help you to have these full body, multidimensional orgasms. So this is why if you ever have that ejaculatory hangover, if you're ever tired after sex, it's because you're getting a dump of prolactin, which is the hormone that's responsible for that ejaculatory hangover, and you're also losing vital life force. So again, topic for another time, but that's another thing that can play into it. Physical issues like diabetes, high blood pressure, and heart disease can also play into erection issues. Um, things in your diet like alcohol, caffeine, smoking, all of these can play into erectile dysfunction, having a poor diet, not exercising enough. So these are physical issues that can be present and playing into erectile issues. But again, I think that many of these manifest as physical consequences of imbalanced lifestyles. So if we want to heal our sexual issues from the root, it really is a lifestyle shift. A lot of men come to me that have tried Viagra and Cialis and it doesn't work or it stops working after a certain point in time. And it's because that's just slapping a Band-Aid on a situation. It's not actually resolving the root problem. There's a deeper imbalance that needs to be addressed and no pill is going to fix that. 
So not being able to get wet, this is another thing that can be a huge struggle. There are a lot of things that can play into this. It can mean that you're not ready yet and that you need more time to deepen connection, to awaken the body, to turn on the whole circuit board. So a woman's body can take a lot longer to fully turn on in comparison to a man's body. And everyone's body is different. And this will also depend on your vitality levels, how often you're stirring the cauldron of your sexual energy. Are you keeping that water warm? Or are you arriving to the table with cold water every time? There's a lot of things that will play into this. But The Taoists often say that a woman's body can take 45 minutes to fully come online, to completely wake up to her full arousal capacity. So sometimes if you're not wet, it means you need more time and we need to slow things down. And I always, always, always invite and advocate for slowing things down because it allows for deeper connection to attune to each other, to really allow the energy to build and to play with tease and to play with polarity. There's so much deliciousness in slowing down. There are so many exquisite details that get missed if we're moving too quickly. Sometimes it's that the context isn't right. For many people, sexual arousal is highly contextual and often for women especially. Some women don't feel like they can have sex when they have too much on their to-do list or when the house is messy or when the kids are home. There can be all kinds of things that can disrupt the context. Not being able to get wet can also be that your yoni is protecting you from receiving this lover inside of you for some reason. So Don't run with this one too far if that doesn't resonate because it's not always the case, but this is something that can happen. Sometimes our body doesn't want us receiving a particular lover and will put defense mechanisms in place to prevent that from happening. And that has certainly happened for me before. It can also be that your body is storing trauma and requires greater safety to relax and to trust and to open up. And perhaps even deeper work around healing that trauma and de-armoring your yoni. And it can also be related to hormonal imbalances. This is also one that I've struggled with. So sometimes it really is the physical issue of a hormonal imbalance. Sometimes the moment is right and everything is great with our lover and we've had plenty of time and there can still be low vitality or hormonal imbalance that is not allowing us to get wet. And again, I see that as a symptom of the body having the wisdom of, hey, we're not really in a place to procreate right now, so we're not going to open sexually. Hormonal imbalances can often be caused by chronic stress, burnout, being disconnected from feminine energy, going, 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 doing, 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 grinding, poor diet, Um, plastics can play into estrogen imbalance. So there are all kinds of things that can play into that. And that's always connected to lifestyle and environment and things like this. So we want to look deeper and not say, oh, it's just a hormonal issue. There's not anything I can do about it. That's where we want to take a holistic approach and seek holistic medical attention that can help us rebuild that vitality and balance our hormones. 
Okay, so let's look at what's known as premature ejaculation, which I define as either coming sooner than you would like or not feeling at choice as to when and if you ejaculate. So I'm a big fan of cultivating ejaculatory choice. And that's another thing that we'll explore in future episodes. But I'll lay out a couple of different things that can be at the root of premature ejaculation. Sometimes it can be a feeling of being disempowered with a lever or in another area of your life, feeling like you're out of control or like your life force is being sucked dry. So either figuratively or literally, if your job is sucking you dry, if your lover is sucking you dry, if you have a hard time standing up for yourself and maintaining a strong backbone, if there's things that you feel like you're being toppled by, then premature ejaculation can be a physical, literal manifestation of feeling out of control in life. It can also be a fear of intimacy where your body is ending the party sooner than you would like because your nervous system doesn't have the capacity to be vulnerable and stay in a deep state of connection with someone. Being in sexual connection with somebody is very vulnerable, right? It, it, it can take a lot of trust. And sometimes the nervous system short circuits, it doesn't have the capacity for that. We'll talk a lot more about nervous system capacity in future episodes as well. But sometimes it's that it's too much and the body just ends it too soon. It can also be being stuck too much in the head, being out of touch with the body. You're not tracking with the subtleties of how your sexual energy is moving. If you're stuck in your head because you have performance anxiety or you're distracted or you're fantasizing, all of this is taking you out of the body and not allowing you to be very present with where your edge is. can also be connected to being very overly sensitive and sensitivity is a gift. A lot of guys can get really down on themselves about being too sensitive, but when sensitivity is channeled properly, when we learn to expand our nervous system's capacity, when we learn to slow down and breathe with that sensitivity, it's an immense gift because we can feel so much more. We can attune with our lover. Some people are on the other side where they're desensitized, which we'll get to soon, but having this sensitivity is actually a gift. You just need to learn how to work with it. Porn is also a huge factor that plays into premature ejaculation too. So that's all I'll say there. Um, but porn can definitely play into that. Okay, so looking at low libido, I first want to say that our libido fluctuates and it's normal for that to happen. It ebbs and flows like the seasons. So depending on what's going on in our life and what literal season it is and all kinds of things, what's going on in our relationship and the rest of our lives, what our energy levels are like, if we just had a baby, there's so many things that can play into this. And it's natural for libido to ebb and flow. For some people, stress is going to increase libido. For others, it's going to decrease libido. But if there is a struggle with chronically low libido and there's a desire for higher libido, and some people are just going to have less of a desire for sex. And there are a lot of things that can play into this. 
There's a great book on this called Come As You Are by Emily Nagowski, and it discusses the contextuality of sexuality and discusses libido through a lens of brakes and accelerators. And it also discusses non-concordance, which is the concept that our bodies don't always physically respond to our mental and emotional state. So we could be aroused and we're not getting wet, and we could be wet when we're not actually aroused. So if there's chronically low libido, it can be connected to not being turned on by life, to feeling like we're living a life that doesn't light us up, that doesn't turn us on and get our juices flowing. If we're living in a way that feels stagnant or boring or restrictive or disconnected from our truth or monotonous, this can absolutely be reflected in our libido. It can also be connected to having a communication blockage, to distrust, an emotional disconnect from our lover, and it can definitely be connected to trauma. Trauma is definitely something that can put the nervous system into a state of not allowing sexual energy to flow freely. There's stuck energy in the system, often in a freeze response. So working with the body through somatic practices and de-armoring and trauma work can be really helpful for thawing that freeze response. And that's something I work on a lot with my clients. Low libido can also be connected to low vitality, burnout, loss for a zest of life, feeling stagnant, having poor health that doesn't feel capable of supporting a child like we spoke to earlier, and again, hormonal imbalances. So all of these things can play into that. And when I first became chronically ill and I lost my libido, I also lost my zest for life. And that's where I first saw the deep connection between those two. So living a life that turns you on and a healthy lifestyle that supports your vitality is going to be hugely supportive to healthy libido. Okay, and just getting into a couple more here. So if there is pain during sex or chronic infections, these can also be connected to deeper health imbalances and hormonal imbalances. Um, This was certainly the case for me. And again, those are connected to lifestyle. It can also be that we are with a lover that is not a good match for us. Sometimes our bodies can literally reject a lover's body biochemically. There can be something that creates infection uh, that we can almost be allergic to our partner's body. And I often think that there is also a deeper disconnection with that lover and that it manifests physically, that it's often our body's way of saying something isn't quite right here. And so pain during sex can also be connected to having infections, to trauma, to needing to do some de-armoring work and really allow the tissues to relax and soften and know that it's okay. So you've heard me talk in previous episodes that with pain, the only way around it is through it. And that's something I've had to go through myself and that I've helped a lot of clients go through is how to consciously and gently lean into that pain and move through it in a way that we can restore vitality and pleasure to the body. So numbness is another one that people struggle with. Numbness can happen from being desensitized from either porn or vibrators. It's often related to too much speed or friction. So 
if we masturbate in a very aggressive way or we have sex in a very aggressive way, that's a lot of speed and friction and pounding, especially when the body is not fully turned on and we're not fully present. It can short circuit the nervous system. So trauma happens when something is too much, too fast, too soon. And sometimes it can go into a place of numbness. So uh, I often steer women away from vibrators, no shame in using them. But if you are wanting to increase sensitivity, if you're wanting to be able to orgasm with a lever, a vibrator is going to make that really hard to do because they don't resemble human touch and they can short circuit the system and make you feel super hypersensitive or numb. And if we want to resensitize to be available for more nuanced, subtle touch and deeper connection with a lover's touch, then we want to try to step away from using so much speed and friction and work to resensitize the body. Numbness can also be a disconnection from our emotions, just an unwillingness to feel. So our willingness to feel our emotions is very connected to our ability to feel pleasure. Our ability to lean into our pain is very connected to our ability to feel pleasure. Our ability to feel is very connected to our ability to feel across the board. So disconnection from our emotions, stored trauma, and lack of presence are all things that can create numbness. The last one I'm going to get into is anorgasmia, so the inability to orgasm. This can also be from stored trauma. This can be connected to being unable to relax. So we can squeeze out short, sharp, intense orgasms through tension in the body. But if we want to have these deeper, more nourishing orgasms, we need to relax. We need to create more space in the body. Relaxation and surrender are two key ingredients to orgasm. So if we're too tense or if we're too stuck in the head... Or if we're unwilling to release control, if going into that surrender place is too vulnerable for us, or we don't trust our partner, or we don't trust ourselves, we're scared of what we're going to look like, or what we're going to sound like, or what our body is going to do, or just in general, we have a hard time relaxing our grip in life, that can all play into struggling to orgasm. Porn can definitely play into this, having a really high tolerance and not being able to actually have a release, have an orgasm with presence, but having that response be so conditioned to be in the head and be through very intense sensation and stimulation can make it so that we can't actually have an orgasm without those stimuli until we kind of detox from them. And again, numbness or a freeze response that needs to thaw, that needs to open back up to sensation can also play into anorgasmia. So that was a lot. I hope that was super helpful. These are just some of the ways that blockages in our sexual energy can manifest and what they can be connected to. So I hope that this has given you a really good roadmap into how to start listening to your body and looking at the bigger context, the bigger holistic framework through which your body is communicating. These are super important signals to listen to. And our bodies are complex masterpieces that function with great purpose.
So if we can get curious and listen, we can start to work through these blockages in really powerful ways. And that's the amazing thing is that it's almost always possible to shift these various different sexual blockages. So even if it's a physical problem, a drastic change in lifestyle and mindset can heal the physical, especially if you catch it soon enough and you're working on it physically with a holistic practitioner that can help you with the physical piece. And then you're working on it emotionally, mentally, spiritually, energetically as well. So it's essential that we don't just have fair weather relationships with our sexuality where we only acknowledge it when it's working and we ignore, repress, or get mad at it when it's not. And I say working and not in quotes because as we just talked about, the body is always working. It's always communicating with us. There is such deep wisdom there. Sexual energy flows so much better when we talk with it rather than at it, when we have a dialogue with it and we listen to it rather than demanding. This goes across the board for our relationship with other people, our relationship with our bodies, our relationship with plant medicines. We want to have a dialogue. We want to talk with them. Nobody likes being talked at and not listened to. So I invite you to give that gift of listening to your body and get curious and see what happens. So I'm going to get into all of this a lot more in a future episode. And if you're wanting to dive deeper into the specifics of working through any sexual blockages, of deepening your body communication... I have some amazing classes that go into that. All three of my online classes, they are self-study and they go super deep into body communication, somatic exploration, working with our sexual energy in intentional ways. And I'm offering all of them for 30% off until April 30th. So you can use the code BODYWISDOM at checkout and get 30% off on any of my courses. Also, I will be donating an additional 10% of proceeds to the nonprofit organization Amazon Watch, which is geared towards conservation of the rainforest and supporting the indigenous peoples in the Amazon. And the Amazon has a very special place in my heart. It is super near and dear to me. I went there for the first time when I was 11 and then I spent another month there in my early 20s and it was such a huge part of my path. My path of study was environmental studies and earth activism before chronic illness led me onto this path. And I see healing our relationship with the earth and healing our relationship with our sexuality to be deeply, deeply interwoven. Because in so many ways, humans have been living in disconnection from the earth, in disconnection from their bodies, in exerting power over rather than cultivating power within. And this is all so connected to our bodies, our earth, the feminine, sexual energy. There is a misalignment in the way that we navigate our relationship with our planet and our relationship with our sexuality and our bodies and all things feminine. The planet and our sexuality are the two things that we all have in common. They're what we're all made out of. And so by healing the planet and healing our sexuality, 
we heal the world. So I'll be donating 10% of the proceeds to Amazon Watch. This is partially in celebration of Earth Day and also a reminder that every day is Earth Day, not just April 22nd. And the deeper we can cultivate that body wisdom with the earth, with ourselves, with our sexual energy, the more deeply in tune we will be, the more healthy, vital, nourishing, thriving, fulfilling lives we will live. So if what you heard today really struck a chord and you want deeper one-on-one support around navigating these challenges, I also have a few spots open for private coaching right now where we get really deep into your personal journey and you have full support in navigating these blockages and having the tools to communicate with your body on a regular basis and really free up any stuck charge from trauma, really free up any vitality and any sexual energy that wants to flow so that you can channel that into every area of your life and have a deeply healthy nourishing, fulfilling relationship with your body, with your sexuality, with your lover. So all of these classes are available to you, whether you're single or in a... I recommend hopping over to my website and checking them out. The link is in the show notes, and there's also a link to apply to work with me if you're feeling the desire to go on a deeply devotional, transformational journey. So thank you so much for tuning in today. It has been such a pleasure to share this with you. If you got something out of this, please hit those five stars if you're on the Spotify app. And if you're listening on Apple, please leave a review and share this with somebody that you think would really benefit from this. These are topics that are so under-talked about. There is so much confusion around sexual dysfunction. So many doctors have no idea how to navigate it. So please spread the word and send it to people who you think it could help. Share it with your loved ones, even if you don't think they have any issues with their sexuality, because everyone has issues with their sexuality at some point. We've all gone through a learning process with our sexuality in some way or another. So I trust that this will serve you well and wishing you all a beautiful day and sending you so much love. Ciao. Thank you so much for dropping into Nectar, Sex, and Soul with me today. It's been a pleasure to connect with you. If this episode lit you up or illuminated something impactful for you in some way, I invite you to subscribe, leave a review, and share it with someone you feel would love to hear it. To learn more about my work, check out SoreyaLeonara.com, sign up for my newsletter, and follow me on Instagram and YouTube, where I share tons of free content, special offers, and ensure you're the first to know about my new offerings. I offer private coaching as well as courses, workshops, and retreats, so be sure to stay in touch if you'd like to go deeper together. Thank you, loves. Have a gorgeous day. Ciao.